This episode of the BXAP Podcast is brought to you by the Detroit Beard Collective. Offering everything you need to take care of your facial hair, shop online at DetroitBeardCollective.com. Take care of your beard, keep it healthy, that way birds don't try to make a nest in it. Shop online, DetroitBeardCollective.com. It's time to get bit by 8-Bit. Hey everybody, welcome to the BXAB Podcast. I'm your host, Jay. And today you get Jazzy Woo-Woo-Woo! Oh my god, I just got Woo-Woo-Wooed. <laughs> That's right, guys. Jazzy's in the house. Chops could not make this episode, so we filtered in the trash, because that's all we had. Yep. Well, I'm happy you're here. So, hey, Thanks. hey, buddy. Thanks. You didn't hear that last part, I don't think. Um, You cut his mic off, right? Oh, wait. Hold oh. on. That's supposed to be me. Yeah, hold on. Please. Yep. Oh. Yeah, I did. Okay, good. Whew. All right. <sighs> uh, guys, today is episode 85 of the BXAP po- BX8B podcast, which Chops isn't here to give you the episode, so I'm going to. What? 85. Throw a 1-9 in front of that. 1985 was the year the Nintendo Entertainment System, or as we like to call it, the NES, was launched. No. Yes, it was. No. It was the saving grace. So, 1985, it was released in North America. In Europe, it was released in 86. And in Australia, it was released in 87. So, we just took care of episode 85, 86, and 87. Oh, my gosh. But here's the cool thing. The NES was released in South Korea... But it was known as the Hyundai Cowboy. Hyundai as in the car maker. Cowboy. What? Yeah, you could own the instead of Nintendo, you owned a Hyundai Cowboy. Well, I don't only have one of these. Sorry, Comboy. 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 Cowboy? Uh, <laughs> I think you could be saying cowboy. Yeah. Yeehaw! So, yeah, there you go. Uh, it was the it, the best-selling gaming console of its time. The NES helped revitalize the U.S. video game industry following the video game crash of 1983, my birth year. That's right. That's why it crashed. That's why it was saved. They were like, we have to keep video games going. When when Jay gets older, he's going to launch this podcast, and it's going to become great. Yep. He doesn't have video games to talk about. How is he going to get Jazzy involved, and how are they going to end up just, you know, dominating the market? Well, the We're best not there way. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting there. We're getting there. Um, with the NES, Nintendo introduced a new standard business model of licensing third-party developers, authorizing them to produce and distribute titles for a Nintendo platform. So there you go. Uh, that's kind of a big deal when you think about it. Yeah. That was what started the whole idea that, hey, you want to make a video game and you want to put it on my system? Okay. You know, so that's pretty cool. Um, In 2009, Nintendo Entertainment System was named the single greatest video game console in history by IGN in a list of 25. It is the second greatest console behind only the Sega Dreamcast. Boom! In PC Magazine's top 10 video game consoles of all time. I'm not drunk enough for this shit. The best part of this is I didn't read this until right now, so this is even better. Ah. Yeah, stroking your ego. And stroking something. (laughs) (laughs) So there you have it, guys. Episode 85 is the NES episode. Thank you, Nintendo. 
Uh, it's let's be honest. The Nintendo is why the podcast is named bit by eight bit. Yeah, that's just true. We all started on the eight bit consoles. Um, so yeah, you know that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um. So Jay. Yeah. Um. I have a question for you. I have an answer. Why are you and I the best video gamers? In all of BXAB. Because we both have gorgeous beards. Correct. <laughs> yes. See, I told you I could And why that. do we have better beards than everybody else? Because we go to DetroitBeardCollective.com. Also correct. I'm on a roll here. I know. This is for all of the marbles. I'm ready. I don't have another question. I, <laughs> I know the answer to that one. Okay. It is, if you spend $25 or more at DetroitBeardCollective.com, enter code BX8B, and you'll get... 20% off your order. Correct! Yeah! Three for three, I'm perfect. My gosh. Uh, you know. Well, it's just like our scores in gaming. Uh, perfect. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. Hopefully nobody watched that stream with me last night. Yeah. Because I of, was not perfect. <laughs> none of us were. Uh, so thanks to the DetroitBeardCollective.com, uh, you guys can get up all your beard uh, grooming needs. So beard butter, beard balm, you need some wooden combs. Don't let your dogs eat them. They don't. It doesn't work out too well. <laughs> no, no. But if you want to keep your beard looking good, check out DetroitBeardCollective.com. Use the code BX8B at checkout of orders $25 or more and receive 20% off your order. Cool. And if you're listening to this, post a picture of you gaming in your beard on any of our social media, BXAB Gaming on pretty much everything at yes. this point. And... I, Jazzy, will give you a special shout-out. Woo-woo-woo. Is that woo. like that? Yep. Like, woo-woo-woo. <laughs> okay, let's not do that ever again. Yeah, that's true. Ethan's going <laughs> to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So um, just real quick before we move into what we've been playing lately, this is the last episode of our current uh, style of podcast. I am happy to be a part of it. Yeah. I, it's been it's been an amazing 85 episodes. Yep. Um, we have listened to a lot of our a lot of our fans and tried to figure out how we can move into 2016 and make it even better. And uh, it's come down to the fact that we are going to split the show into two shows, two separate shows. So let me we're going to explain this. This is the third week we've explained it, and this is going to be it. Next week we're going to move into our new style. So uh, every Tuesday. We're going to be here as the BXAP podcast talking about current news, current games, what we're playing, and uh, all that fun stuff. And then on Thursdays, we're going to bring back I Am Retro. Not bring back. We're going to start I Am Retro or We Are Retro. We haven't we haven't decided on, on how we're going to do this yet. Or it might be called Retro Relapse still. There's a lot of options, but it's yeah. going to be your retro video game show. So on Thursdays, you're going to tune in. We're going to talk about retro games. We're going to talk about everything from the Atari to where we usually cut the retro off, I would say, is the first-gen Xbox, that, that area. Everything from there back is retro. And uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what, you know, what makes games retro. We're going to talk about bad retro games versus good retro games. Um, all sorts of cool stuff, topics every week, and just uh, and then live gameplay on our YouTube stream of the show. Yeah. So, again, guys, let's just go over this one more time. Tuesdays will now be our news and our current gaming events. Um, 
that works perfect because Tuesdays is your launch day for new video games mostly. So we want to be more closer to that so you guys can listen to us. If you care about our opinion, then you can you know use that towards what you're going to buy or what you're going to play. Yeah, uh, Get all the best news from us. Yeah, and then you guys are used to listening to us on Thursdays, so we're keeping a show on Thursday, and that's the Retro Show. So if you like Retro Relapse, if you like us talking about NES and Super Nintendo and Sega and all that stuff, <laughs> that's the show you're going to love. Uh, we're going to answer emails and questions on both shows and uh, bring back the topics for each show. So we're going to try to have, you know, uh, cool topics that can be suggested by the listeners, or if we don't get any suggestions, we'll find something that's relevant for that current time. Yep. Cool. Guys, thanks again for an amazing 2015, and, I mean, we wouldn't be looking at expanding and putting more work on our end if we didn't think it was worth it, and it's only worth it because we have fans listening to the show, enjoying the show. I mean, we have fans coming with us to go to San Antonio for PAX South, yeah. okay? Like, that's crazy. First of all, it's crazy that we're going to another game convention. Second of all, it's crazy that fans are going with us. So yep. that's pretty wild. So I'm, I'm pretty pretty excited about that. But we're going to move into it, stay on track here. We're going to move into what we've been playing lately. So, Jazzy, take it away. What games have you been playing lately? Well, I have been playing video games. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This isn't a video game podcast. Oh, I have been playing board games. That's better. Okay. I played Ticket to... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, as, as, let me just say I played some Star Wars Battlefront because... Oh, cracking it open. Yeah, I gotta start drinking yeah. before I listen to this bullshit. Yep. So, played some Star Wars Battlefront because the I finally got the Jakku map downloaded. So, I played a little bit on Jakku, which was pretty cool. It was more of like a the game I played because I've been just playing um, Blast. The Blast. So, yeah. it's like, you know, almost like a team deathmatch. This was more of kind of like a, an assault, per se. So, there's like three to four different areas, and like one team has to try to like basically take over those areas and the other team's defending them. So it's an attack defend. Yeah, attack defend. <laughs> yeah. But I've played just... this mode in a, with a different map and uh it's pretty fun. I've noticed that I like to be on the attacking side cuz the defending side I always felt like I'm just retreating over and over again until I finally lose. Yeah. Unless they run out of time and then that's the only way we win. <laughs> well, I played 3 <laughs> played three of them. I was uh, defending once and attacking twice, and the defending team won all three times. Oh, okay. The, uh, yeah. the attacking team was never... As I was on the attacking team, we were never able to take all of the points. It's, one game, we got down to the last one, and then we just couldn't take it. It's probably because you were on the team. Uh, most likely. Oh, most no. likely. <laughs> but other than that, um, hop back onto some Destiny. You did? Um, the Iron Banner just came out the other day, so been playing that, trying to get the Iron Banner rep up, um, realizing how horribly out of practice I am with Destiny PvP. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I was yeah. not doing very well at all. You and I both. Um, but other than that, I did log on because I wanted to hit the Sparrow Racing before it ended, which it did, and... Um, as much crap as we talked about the Sparrow League racing, about how, oh, it's another microtransaction, and, you know, it's only a limited time event, and we're not going to like it. Uh, we played three days in a row. We did, and we yeah. bought the journal. <laughs> we, we did, yeah. 
And we, unfortunately, I didn't complete mine, so I'm a little jealous that you were able to complete your journal. Thanks for just stealing all my news. Yeah, that's fine. Jay completed his journal, and I'm jealous. Finish what you're playing. What else? What else? That's it. Destiny and Star Wars Battlefront. Okay, it's my turn. I finished my journal! (laughs) Hey, that's news to me. Uh... (laughs) No, so uh yeah, we went we we went back to Destiny and um yes, we talked a lot of shit about the Sparrow Racing League and I still will sit there and say that like that that's Bungie needs to do more with Destiny. Will I say that the uh SRL was cool? Yeah, it was cool. Um but it I the whole thing about the it, whatever uh Time gated event is that we we played it for three days and now it's over because we we were busy with the holidays and and everything we never got around to Sparrow so now it's like cool we had fun but man I really really wished I would have been able to play that more. Mm-hmm. Um, we picked up the books we finished the book oh, sorry I finished the book and I got my full momentum uh, racing suit which is pretty cool it's like the the, the colors are like are red blue and white. And when you get the full set, you have these, like, LED lights on the side of you that start to glow. So it's kind of neat that, like, if you don't have the full set, it doesn't work. And I I had the full set, but I never put the armband on. And, like, for some reason I did. And when I backed out, I was like, what the hell's going on? Why am (laughs) I blinking? So, um, so yeah, I got that. I got the sparrow. And I got the, you know, the custom shader and banner. Um, Pretty cool. But the thing that that worked well for racing, the racing league, was you had a chance to get 320 drops every race. Mm-hmm. So, like, people would just race and over and over and over again and, and build up, like, helmets and armbands that were 312, 314, 318, and all the way up to 320. And then you could infuse those into your other armor. So it was a way to, if you weren't doing a lot of raiding... You know, because you can only raid once per week if you actually finish the raid, and you can only get so much gear per raid. We're racing; you can just keep doing it. Mm-hmm. So people were able to get their light level up a lot easier by doing that, and that's what I noticed. So I started to kind of race more and more and more to try to build up some inventory that I could infuse back into like my Nemesis helmet or my Stag helmet, or now I have uh, my Ram 2.0. So that was cool too. How many wonderful pieces of gear? Drop for you above, say, 310. Above 310, I probably got. Man, let's just say 10. 10? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. You you weren't there to wow. witness a lot of it. Yeah. I, I got a 310 helmet. Yeah. That was I, the only thing I got. I got a lot of 310, me. 312, 314. My, my, uh, my highest is I got one 320, and then I got a couple 318s. So, um, oh, look at that. <laughs> My uh, Apple Watch isn't muted. But yeah, Epic so fail. I got some good gear out of it. And uh, some, like, I have a buddy, I have a buddy on there that actually came around and said that he got four 320s. So that's pretty damn good. But that's really good. Yeah. I, I wish I would have got that many, but I didn't. So whatever. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was a lot of fun, uh, and then we got to play Iron Banner. I haven't really played Iron Banner almost ever, and this time around, it started uh, yesterday, uh, two days ago when you listen yeah. to this, and it uh, is Control this time around, which is the which is the version I generally like to play. Um, 
so yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. It was rough at first. I mean, we were talking uh, KD ratios were well under one, and uh, I had to get up to speed. Once I got up to speed, I held I held a good 1.5 to 2.5 KD and felt pretty good uh, running around as a 307 light level. So um, not bad, you know, a lot of fun and. They still got some maps in the circula- in the uh, circulation right now that I just am not a huge fan of, though. So. Yeah, that was me. I, I didn't have, like, like you said you warmed up and then you were doing all right. I was just, it was hit or miss, and it was completely based off the map. Yeah. If it was a map that I knew and was comfortable with, my KD was fine. I was above one, and I was pulling my weight for, with the team. But if it was a map that I absolutely hated or one of those giant maps, it was just, oh, it was horrible. Yeah. It was horrible. Yeah, so uh, we played a lot of Destiny. I did play some <clears throat> Rocket League, and um, which was fun. You know, nothing, nothing crazy there. But Rocket League's a blast if you haven't played it. And then played some Yokai Watch um, on the 3DS, and got a little bit further in that. Again, very Pokemon esque, but maybe more for adults, like more adulty Pokemon. I don't know, but it's uh, it's a fun game nonetheless. If you're a fan of level five, then you definitely should check it out. And I think that's about it. I'm just double checking my brain here, and nothing's coming up. So I think I'm yeah. good. I, don't, I haven't played Star Wars. I only got to play the new Jakku level. So I saw you play it though, and yeah. it, and it did look like Jakku. Like I was. So impressed. I'm so yeah. I'm so impressed with this game, and you can basically watch the movie and like see the area of like let's say Endor or we'll say Jakku, and then you go play the video game, and it's like spot on. It is, yeah. <laughs> to the movies. Yeah, like, it, you can literally say, oh, that's where that was, and this is where that is, and those ships are all in the same spot, and it, it's really good how they, like, kind of really took the time to make sure that the maps were exactly like you remember them, basically. Yeah, absolutely. That That is 100% true. There is one thing I forgot to say. I did play one other game. No. Only one round of it. Uh-oh. I played a round of League of Legends. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's right, God. Well, it was a good podcast, but I, one uh, I can't be your friend anymore. Played, See you without me. Really? Really? I, I played one round of... of, of <laughs> you can't even say it. Um, So, guys, for Christmas, I was uh, gifted a very nice gift card to Micro Center, and I went and I wanted to build a new rig for BXAP, for gaming, and for some of my photography stuff. So I uh, went out and I built a pretty nice setup. I'll post oh, it's gorgeous. It is. It's very pretty. Um, I'm very happy with it, and it made my, you know, my couple days of Christmas break a lot of fun because I got to build a new computer, which I haven't done in a while, and I uh, get to play tinker around. So um, I got it all up and running, and the first thing I did was uh, add uh, Steam back onto it and add uh, League of Legends onto it. And so I fired. At first, I had a hard time even remembering. How to get into my league account? <laughs> yeah, it's been that long. I, for everybody listening, I had to work at. <laughs> I had to get up at four thirty in the morning. Yes, and at one, he woke me up out of my sleep. Yes, to ask me what his password was to his League of Legends account. <laughs> and this is how it ended up. Um, I logged in as you and 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 played around because I still don't know how to still log in. How to get into your account? Yeah, because the recovery goes to an email address that clearly I don't have access to anymore because I'm not getting their their emails. Oh, any man. of my emails, so I don't know what email I had attached to it, but I had to send an I'm gonna email have to, right. I'm gonna have to like call them, yeah, or something. 
anyways, got to play that, and it was it was fun because I'm playing on my new computer. I'm playing with my new uh, G910 Logitech keyboard, where I can assign the keys any color. It's an RGB keyboard, so um, so all the all the buttons for the league are lit up red. Everything else is blue, and yeah, it was just oh it was. I'm super jealous. Who'd you yeah. play? <clears throat> oh, I played Caitlin. Caitlin, oh yep. man, that's a good pick. Yep, it was it was a Caitlin pick. Obviously, bottom lane. Um, my uh, support was a uh, what's her, oh god, what's her name? Describe her in three words or less. Piano, keyboard. Sonia. Sonia. There it is. Son- it's there it Sona. Is. Sorry, I said Sona. Sonia. Sona. <laughs> Sonia from Mortal Sonia Kombat. Blaze. That's who it was. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, she was my support. We uh, we won. Nice. Yeah. No, it wasn't really a thing. Yeah, probably, to me. probably not because of you. Uh, ADC, you generally supposed to have uh, an end game. They are supposed to kill people. Okay. I had like sixteen assists. <laughs> Caitlin could be like that though. She can, yeah. Um, but also, it was weird because I I'm not used. To, all the items have changed again. So oh, the problem yeah. with league when you, if you don't stay up on it is that it has seasons, and when it like flips over, and for me, it's about to flip over again. I think right. Am I right? It's gonna yeah, flip again. Uh, yeah, yeah. We should be coming into season, f- season five or season six. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm horrible at this. But yeah, they're about to start the new LCS. So the so, is- so the issue is that I don't understand what's going on at this season, and it's the tail end of it. Okay, so I'm like, whoa, these are some new, some, <coughs> this new shit going on over here. Nonetheless, I had some fun with it. Got to play with my computer and really see what it was all about. So well, good news. You get to play with me next week because I get my new computer on Monday. And it's going to be dangerous. It's going to be very dangerous. We're getting sucked back in. Phantom Joe will be happy, though, because yes. he'll have some people to play with. But, uh, yeah, and then I installed, like I said, I installed Steam, but I haven't uh, got to play any of my games yet. I'm also going to put in a couple other, uh, probably reinstall the Old Republic. Now that Star Wars is out, the expansion came out for that game, I'm kind of curious to... Uh, to get back into it. I played the Old Republic when it first came out and got to the level cap and did like I was obsessed with that game. And then I ran out there was nothing left to do. I, I kind of hit the end of the game and that was the big downfall to that game until all the expansions came out. So I can come back now, I believe, because I haven't played any of the expansions. So I have tons of content that I can go enjoy now. Yeah. I'll suck you into it too, <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> Oh, uh, do that because um, this holiday, I my cousin came over to the house, and he's the one who got me um, involved in World of Warcraft initially. And he was telling me about he doesn't play that much anymore, but he gets on and tinkers a little bit. And I don't want to say that I have the itch to go back and play, but I'm not going to say that I'm like completely against it anymore. Oh god, kind of like uh, maybe see what's going on. Maybe yeah. see what's going on. That's dangerous. Yeah, you know what? You know what's going to be? It's going to be the movie that's coming out. That's going to make me log on and. <laughs> that's give what it, happened give to me. That's 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 why so I'm the, yep, looking just at like the old Star Republic. Wars. Exactly. Exactly. Oh boy! But I'll get, I can get into some old Republic. Let's yeah. do it. All right. All right, uh, guys. That's what we've been playing lately. Let us know what you're playing. Maybe what what did you get from Santa? You know, what video games did you get, or what did you get a new video game system or something like that? Let us know. BXAP.com. Just go to the podcast page, and right there you can leave comments right on the episodes. Leave whatever you want, uh, or go to any of the social media. BXAP Gaming, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr. We're everywhere. So come hang out, talk with us. We respond. As Facebook tells me, we respond within seven minutes of your post. Yeah. That's not too bad. It's not too bad. Especially with us being so busy and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, I'll have day jobs and stuff, yeah. but we're always there for you guys. Yeah, so. exactly. So, um, 
Yeah, chime in. Let us know what you've been playing and what uh, what you got for Christmas. Also, we know everybody gets gaming systems and new games for Christmas, so let's drop our gamer tags so you can play with us. We've got a lot of new people that have got new systems within the past couple months that have been, you know, logging on, playing some Destiny with us. We have people that have been in our streams that have yeah. gotten new systems and logged on and started playing with us. So. Yeah, and we started a BXA, or sorry, we started a Destiny community mm-hmm. on the uh, PlayStation Network, and it's it's got 25 people. Yeah, it's 23 or 25 people. I'm know. like, I'm like, I don't, who the hell, like, I remember checking it the other day because I'm one of the admins, and I'm like, who, I don't know this many people. <laughs> yeah. So, so you getting people uh, from everywhere. Yeah, so it's and pretty they've cool. Been, they've been on, and we, hey, can I game with you guys? And we've yeah. been running with you, yeah, everybody, yeah. and it's we don't just care. been great. It's if been we got great. an open spot and you want to come hang out, go for it. So again, guys, uh, our gamer tags on the uh, PlayStation Network. Mine is Grimlock the Dino 9. Grimlock the Dino 9. And Jazzy? Yep, mine is Jazzy Fiddle. So it's jazz, as in the music, the letter E, and then fiddle. All right, there you go. Um, you also can add chops. You know, he normally would be here. He is I am Ham Ham. So that's our uh, PSN networks on the uh, uh, Xbox One. Uh, the only person that matters that has one is me, and you can find me at the weakest link, uh, and that is th three weakest l one n k. That's it. Uh, and you can find me uh, on there. I'll be play- I play uh, Ori in the Blind Forest. I've been playing uh, Rainbow Six Siege, and uh, what's uh, probably some Halo in there. So yeah, you guys can find me on there if you want. But yeah, guys, um, we're gonna move into some news. It's time to take a look at those gaming headlines here on Bit by Eight Bit. All right, so. We got news this week. Um, I we're gonna do it in old format form here, which is Jesse has some news and I have some news, and we're going to just go off back and forth. Back and forth. Yep. So we're we're gonna let you start because you need all the advantage you can get. So sounds good. Number one, Battleborn news. Fuck! There goes one of my stories. So, if you had a chance to play the to, to play the beta at all, um, people were saying good things, people were saying bad things, but the Battleborn did come out. They said that they are finally going to re- release the two new playable heroes. They have been re- they have been revealed. The launch to this game, guys, is going to be May third, two thousand sixteen. So definitely go check it out. It looks super fun. We had a little bit of time to um, check out the beta, so. Had some good things, had some bad things to say about it, but uh, the two new characters are going to be uh, Geralt. He's basically kind of a, a shotgun trap and hook specialist. So he's got he's got the shoddy, which we all know how we love shotguns, especially playing Destiny recently. I've been the uh, the victim of many of those. And then uh, Denady, if I'm saying that correctly, but she is going to basically be a stealth deception character. So those are the two final releases before they. Uh, let this game go. Yeah, I don't care because you delayed <laughs> your game because you had so many problems that the fact that you're now announcing more characters is the last thing I want to hear. Exactly. <laughs> like, that's great, but, uh, like, I played your beta and I didn't sign your paperwork, so I'm going to publicly say you got a lot of work to do, so hopefully you did what you should have done and not paid attention to adding two characters to a broken-ass game. Mm-hmm. But... 
in the end, if your game works, and I have faith in in uh, uh, Gearbox and 2K, um, so then in that case, you know, adding variety and adding quantity for the character selection, cool, good for you. But I'm not, I don't even want to look at that game probably until it comes out, and then pray to God it looks better. It had such hype at PAX. So much hype. Such hype at PAX. It had some it of was, the coolest displays, it was, too. Yeah, it was one of my favorite, like, booths. It was. It was one of my favorite booths to, to, to see at PAX. It got a little bit of hands-on there, just playing around, you know, didn't get a lot of time with it or anything, but it was just an awesome booth. The displays, the stuff they gave you, the game itself had so much hype, and it had so many people... People were lined up at that booth. They were probably cut. the longest line to start. Yeah. When we showed up, I believe it was, was it Sunday, where we were there before open? Yeah. And it was a huge, massive crowd outside the building. Huge. We were waiting in this giant, just pit of people yeah. waiting couldn't to get move. released. Yeah. You couldn't. Like, like you elbow to elbow, like, you couldn't barely, like, even play games on your phone that yep. was like in your chest because the person in front of you is backed right up on you. Yep. They packed people into this place. And then when we opened it up, we all had our specific areas that we wanted to hit. Like, hey, we want to hit this booth, this booth, this booth first. So we kind of split up and all went to our specific booths. Battleborn was packed. It was. Right from the beginning of that day yep. through the end. It was probably the most visited booth in all of PAX Prime. Yeah, so that's it's disappointing then when the beta hit that we just uh, it was a letdown. You know that what we saw at PAX wasn't a lot, so that right. so, and now we know why. Yep. So uh, there was a lot of hype at PAX and people were excited, and then the beta came out and we we're like, oh, that's why we got one map and and a select few characters. Exactly. And, yeah, exactly. So. Uh, all right, my turn. Next story. PlayStation Network, PlayStation Plus, released its January news. What games are you getting for free next month, folks? Scratch that one off, Jazzy. <laughs> one for <laughs> I one. I don't have that one, actually. Good, all right. It was well, kind of like one of my backups. Here we go. This is pretty big for the uh, for the fans of yeah. LucasArts. Good uh, stuff. Grim Fandango Remastered has officially been announced as the free game, uh, for Jan- one of the free games for January. That's right. So if you have it, uh, if you have a PS4 or the Vita, you'll be able to get this for both. So that's cool. It is a cross buy, so that makes sense. But um, so you're going to be able to get that, which is super awesome. Um, Vita owners are also going to pick up Legends of War. I'm not super familiar with that game, but uh, looks cool. And then uh, if you're still on the PS3, you're actually getting hooked up with Dragon Age Origins and Medal of Honor Warfighter. So two full-size games uh, for free on the PS3. And then let's not forget, guys, this starts in January. It's going to start probably the... Uh, probably... It might be week one of January. I don't know because of the way it falls. Um, but if you're listening to this and you haven't gone and downloaded the freebies of December, they're still up and yep. there's some really good ones. King's Quest, if you're a fan of like Telltale games and stuff like that, that style, storytelling, you need to go get King's Quest. Uh, it's free. It's uh, episode one and it's super cool. Freedom Wars, which is arguably one of the best games on the Vita right now, is free. Uh, and then there are a couple other um, titles available but those are the two big ones that really matter. So, I downloaded all of them, and I haven't played any yeah. of them yet. But so yeah, it does say they'll be replaced next week. So yeah, the first week of January you're going to lose them. So if you're listening to this, 
uh, you you know basically you need to, you're going to listen to this on what uh, New Year's Eve. Yep. And you need to go get them right now. <laughs> exactly, like right now. Yep. So because there's been games that I've uh, a couple months behind, but I put them on my PlayStation and I'll be able to just. Yeah, but Grim you know. Fandango uh, freebie that that's pretty sweet. So yeah, that was a big deal when they announced that there was a remaster coming. So. Oh, I was super excited when they yeah. said that. All right, what do you got? Um, I have some Witcher Three news. Oh, okay. Yes, there is a mod now that was created that allows you to play as Triss, Yennefer, or Siri. Yes. <laughs> as the so female don't get super, yeah, characters. Don't get super don't get super pumped because when I heard this I went like super, you know, nerd boy and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is going to be great. They're all going to have their own, you know, emotes, they all have their own voice styles and stuff. It's basically they just put a skin over Geralt. Is yep. what they do." So, still super cool that you kind of get a different perspective and you could run around as a different character. Um also, with this mod, it's not available in all the DLC. So, there's a lot of DLC that you can actually do this with yet. But, I mean, if you're still just going back and playing original content and you want to kind of just... If, I mean, for me, just having the skin on kind of gives me a different perspective of the game, as weird as that may sound. But just being able to, to play and look like one of the other characters is really cool. Sweet. And that's a PC mod, Correct. Correct. Yeah, so cool. That's uh, that's exciting. If you're if you're a fan of, of the uh, Witcher, which many people are, then that might be a fun. I mean, game to, of the year. Yeah, fun. So, one. <laughs> all right. So the next big one up, Sega has come around. They've really decided to do something amazing. Bring back a system. Fantasy oh. Star Online Two. The animation. Yes, oh, yes. Wait, everyone got excited. Jay got really excited until he read the full title. Yep. So we're still not getting a new Fantasy Star Online <laughs> game, but they're going to give us an anime. Yeah. According to the company's announcement, the show will release as part of its winter 2016 anime lineup and will tell an original story based on Sega's popular role-playing game, Fantasy Star Online 2. The series will tell the story of the PSO2 player uh, Itsuki and follow the challenges he faces both in and outside of the game. So, yeah, there you go. Great. <laughs> uh, it will debut in Japan next month and will be made available via select digital outlets. A home video version is being planned as well and will release sometime in the future. Um Fantasy Star Online 2, which let's not forget people never fucking made it here yet, uh, was released in 2012 in Japan. And oh, we're still geez. waiting for it here. Jeez. <sighs> we'll never get it. It even made it to the PlayStation Vita in Japan and still has yet to make it here. It's like a Tom um, Clancy game. Back in September, Sega announced a PS4 version, which will launch in the region sometime next year, but... Despite announcing plans to bring PSO2 to the West, the game has yet to make its way to North America and Europe. Are we surprised? <sighs> so there you go. A little, little so bit. Kind of depressing, but at least it's Fantasy Star news, right? Yeah. What do you got? Let me roll that great news into this great news, all right? God. I'm going to drop... This is, this is how I'm going to drop this news. I'm going to give you the headline, and then I'm going to give you my two-word... Two-word opinion on this headline. 
the Xbox Elite controller shortage was because Microsoft totally underestimated demand. Here's my opinion on it. No shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, guess what? Next time you uh, are afraid that your controller costs too much money, maybe hire a real marketing team and a real analyst-like team to uh, figure out what the fuck you're doing because, like, it's literally sold out everywhere. Like, you can't find one. Here, sorry, sorry, you can find one. Here's how you find one. You buy the $500 Xbox kit, you keep the controller, and you sell the Xbox because you already have the fucking Xbox. Yeah. Like, I don't get it, man. You, you're building something that no other first party has ever built. Yes, there's scuff controllers, there's evil controllers, there are other controllers out there. And guess what? There's clearly a big enough niche in this fucking industry to require these companies like scuff and evil and anybody else that's out there to exist. Yeah. They, okay, so... Where in your mind did you think, hmm, we're going to make a controller that's on the on par at least, if not better than what they make, and we we just underestimated that it was going to be this popular? I don't understand how you underestimate it, too, because they said, oh, well, when they released it at E3, that people were mumbling about how the price was too high and how this. Hey, Newsflash, did you watch E3 at all? I'm a PlayStation fanboy, and I thought Xbox and Microsoft won E3. I'm, I'm a, I mean, I'm a People PlayStation. People flipped about yeah. it. I'm a PlayStation fan. I, I'm primarily playing on my PS4, but when I saw that, I pre-ordered one. I didn't even know what game I was going to play on, play with it, but I pre-ordered it. Then Halo pissed me off, and I canceled my order thinking, eh, it's 150 bucks. like, I'll be able to pick one up anywhere. Nope. And I've been kicking my face with my foot, like, literally, <laughs> yeah. since I, like, I can't believe it. I was like, shit, these things are selling for two two fifty on online right now. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I just don't get it, because their, their main thing is they said that their analysts or their marketing team said that they didn't get a good vibe and didn't think it would sell because of price point at E3. That was Probably, in my opinion, one of their biggest segments for Microsoft was this controller. I don't get it. Like, where did they get any of this from? <sighs> I don't know. It's disappointing, and they haven't reacted fast enough. You know, like their 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 uh, leaders have come out and be like, "If you see one, buy one," because because we don't know when we're going to get more there. Yeah. Like, what do you mean you don't know? Like, ramp it up and get your product out because before you piss enough people off, and then you lose, and then people don't want it anymore. You know, like people will always want it because there's always going to be those fanboys. They're like, "Ooh, if I can get a Microsoft Pro controller, I'll do that versus Scuff Pro controller. Right. I can tell you right now, a Scuff controller is fantastic, but I can easily on a on an Xbox controller, I can easily break the $200 mark and go beyond that with Scuff. Oh, yeah. Easy. Yeah. So picking up a Microsoft controller that gives me the functionality that that, that, that Pro controller gave me for 150 is a steal actually. Mm -hmm. And so far the reviews have come in super positive. It looks like they've made these things, you know. Oh yeah, they're well very, made. Yeah, they're well made. Yeah. So, um unfortunately we don't know anybody that has one yeah, because I they have, didn't make enough of them. Yeah, I, so we haven't actually got to have it in our hands yet. But I hear the feel of it's great. Yeah. I saw them on display at uh 
at PAX, but I but the line to even to even hold one yeah, was to even uh, look was, at uh, it. yeah <laughs> that, okay let me just reiterate that the line to fucking hold one was so long that they actually cut the line. They said, no, you can't stand in line yeah. because the line's too long. We have yeah. to manage the line. Come back later. <laughs> and the guy we talked to at PAX said that they judged the line not based of the length of the line or the size of it, but the wait time. So they cut the line at a 20-minute wait time to hold a controller. Yeah, you didn't even get to play a game, remind you. Yeah, you just held, you just the held it. You got to held it, feel around on the buttons. And this was a 20 minute, like, how long does it take? You go, you pick up the controller. Oh, this feels good. Feels okay. like every this other fucking controller. This feels good. You get, like, what, a minute with the yeah. controller? You get to interchange one joystick and then click a trigger and you're done. You know? Yeah. Like, so the, clearly there's how, however many hundred people in line to basically hold this controller for a minute. Like, yeah. Jeez, Microsoft, get your shit together was, and get your marketing team on board yeah. here. Because, and then they're gonna, oh hey, well, you know what? Um, we're sorry that we, uh, we're sorry they underestimated this. Here's a, a couple great bundles for the holidays. We don't care about bundles. Hey, here's a great Halo Five bundle. Let me play this Halo Five game with my normal Xbox controller. Yeah. I don't care about that. Here's what else I hate. Again, you uh, seem to have plenty of these controllers to go into your your bundles. I can buy exactly. your I can buy your elite system and get a controller. And here's and here's the final here's the final blow and then we'll move on. I can also go to GameStop and for $199 I can buy that controller with a recharge pack. Oh. God. That's right folks. I can I have to buy it with the recharge pack or otherwise they're sold out. A third-party recharge pack, mind you. It's not on Microsoft. It's not. It's not bundled inside this box physically. But that's what GameStop does because they are evil. We're not even going to get into they GameStop. Are evil. Hey, here's an. You have to buy this because it's what you want. But you have to buy it with this, which is something yeah. you don't want. I'll never forget when the uh, Legend of Zelda, um, Oc- or not Ocarina, sorry, Majora's Mask three new 3DS came out, and I wanted one. They actually, you know, everyone was sold out. They were, you couldn't find them. They were $500 online, okay, for $200 system. They had them, but you had to buy it in a Zelda bundle, which came with, like, two games, um, uh, an e-guide, and uh, a soundtrack, and you had, and it was, like, $400. Right. And you had, so they had, they actually had systems but they wouldn't sell them unless you bought the bundle. It's so dumb. Oh, my God. It yeah. pisses me off so much. <laughs> oh, hey, you know, this system's normally $150, but for for $199, you can get the system, but you have to buy the $199 version with the Zelda plushie. My dog's going to chew the fucking plushie up, yeah. all right? I don't, want <laughs> I don't the need plushie. the goddamn plushie. I want the system. And then people are like, we'll just buy it and sell the other things. It's like, I shouldn't have to. Okay, that's the no. whole point. Oh, man. Don't even get... Okay, go on with your next, next news. We're getting uh, way this out one, of topic. Yeah, this, one, this one's good, though. Um, I, there's not a ton out there yet, but it's been announced that Destiny is the next big council... Esports. Oh, I so wanted to say this one, but I I love this. I love this. I watched the whole uh, YouTube kind of panel they did on this, and go for it. Absolutely. I would love to see this. Yeah, they're poised to capitalize on a large player base with competitions. What? The, so here's the thing: uh, we bitch about Destiny not having a lot of content. We bitch about like their time gated stuff, but they do things like this that's going to save them because. No matter how much like I want more lore and I want more story, the second you start to add competition and competition in a way where it matters, okay? Mm-hmm. Like 
oh man, we we're gonna go BXAB team is gonna enter a tournament. You know, like yeah. I'm instantly, I'm game. I'm like, oh yeah, let's do this. And here's why, because I feel that I'm good at Destiny. Right. So like when you tell me all of a sudden Destiny is turning into an eSport, which is a world that I've been interested in, but everything that's eSport right now, I'm not very good at, okay? And I don't, right. and, and nothing that's eSport interests me enough to try to get better at. Mm-hmm. But this does. So I'm like, okay, if I'm ever going to try eSports or, e- or, you know, Major League Gaming... This is it. It's right. going to be Destiny, and I'm all in. Let's go. I, I just hope they do this because I want to see major gaming teams and or companies basically pick this game up, and I want to see the pros play it. Yeah. I honestly, because, let's be honest. I want to see I Jazzy love play. He's I, a pro. I love playing League of Legends. Love it. I'm nowhere near, anywhere near a pro player. Like, I could practice and practice practice. I'll never be there. But I thoroughly enjoy and love watching the LCS. Sure. I've picked my favorite team, Team Solo Mid. Love watching them. Cloud9 they for have, life. Yep. <laughs> Cloud9's good. I, they're, they're my backup. All right. <laughs> I, love, I love Cloud9. They, they got the, one of the coolest logos ever, and even though they're on, they're right now you know, rebuilding, they're, they're still one of the yeah. best. Dude, it's a, ga- it's a great gaming company. Yeah. But I, I do t- Team Solo Mid. So not only do I watch a lot of their um, LCS stuff for League of Legends, but they also have uh, a pro gamer named Leffen that's just um unbelievable in Smash Brothers. So I watched I watched Smash Brothers stuff with this guy because he's part of Team Solo Mid and it's linked to their page. I watched Team Solo Mid play Counter-Strike the other day. You imagine just the amount of time I'm going to put in watching Team Solo Mid play Destiny. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Not only would it be super fun you know, if BXAB was able to, get, you know, get into esports and, and play some Destiny, but oh, we will like yeah. the, the regional stuff where you can just enter. Oh yeah, we're gonna go in. Will we get out of regional? I have no idea. It depends on how much we practice and how and how much we dedicate to this. But it's gonna be fun to say that we did it. You know? Oh yeah, that's Absolutely. what's exciting. Absolutely, it'd be exciting to say, hey, we're going to Prax Prime this year and we're gonna participate in the Destiny tournament. Yep. Like that's super cool. Yeah. So I'm I'm all on board because here's a game I love and a game that I actually feel that I can compete when I'm in when I'm when I'm firing on all cylinders. I can do you know I play very well. So um, and and so does our team. You know we we have a lot of talent on our team. So I, I am very excited for this to see where it goes. And I, I'm very excited for more more. They're, they didn't give us a whole lot of information, right. but they just said it's gonna it's happening. Well, with with the possibility, this this opens up the possibility of more maps, more content, more yep, you know, more everything. Yeah, they're gonna have to feed you know? it. So. Maybe maybe if this you know takes off, they'll have to do some sort of you know Sparrow League racing in it too, and then yeah. maybe we'll get more than two maps. That's true. Thanks, Bungie, for two maps of Sparrow League racing. Yeah. Sorry, I got a little. I don't need to. <laughs> I don't mean to toot my own horn on Sparrow Sparrow Racing League. SR. Yeah. Sorry. Um. I don't mean to toot my own horn, but I think if they did make that a competition, I would be very good. Dude, I loved it. I I, can, I, I was, just like I don't know what it is, but I can't lose. <clears throat> I was doing, I'm doing barrel rolls and flips, and and I'm not even trying, and I'm, I'm and I'm somehow winning these ma- yeah. races. But yeah, again, I, and I've come against some really good people like that. We battled through all three laps. I mean, neck and neck, all three laps. But uh, for the most part, I I've. I can dominate, you yeah. know. So here, here's the thing that is so interesting about that is when you were playing solo, and I was playing solo. We'd tell each other, be like, "Dude, man, I was winning every race. 
I was like 20 seconds ahead of the next guy that finished, and yeah. we were just dominating people. And then even when we played together, it was one and two. Always. One and two. Always. It flip-flopped back between the two of us, yeah, yeah. but it was one and two, one and two, one and two. And then we like finally completed our S-class. So you go up in classes, you complete like quest lines, and then they raise you from, I believe it's C-class, yeah. B-class, A-class, S-class. Once you get to S-class, you get your first like, like 160 trick speeder, basically. Which is supposed to have more control, more, you know, the ability to do certain tricks, the ability to have certain perks and stuff like that. So you get these these advanced speeders. And the second we picked up those speeders, everything seemed so much easier. Like, they turned sharper. Their cuts were easier. Their speed was easier to control. And you and I both looked at each other once we got ours, and we were like... How were we winning races without these? We were playing against people with these speeders and beating them. Exactly. I, uh, I don't, I don't know, but it was a lot of fun. So I'd love, to, yeah, like you just said, I'd love to see that become more competition based too. But yeah, that'd be super cool. Anyways, next set of news. Uh, yeah. What do you got? That's me. Yeah, that's me. Quit, you, quit trying to steal my thunder, bro. Got? Mass Effect news. Oh, this is a good one. I can take that one off my list. Beautiful. So Andromeda loses one of its top developers. It loses... It, not only that... It's, it's it, top developer, pretty it's much. It's director. Yeah. So Chris Wynn leaves Bioware. Yeah, big news. Um, do we know why? It, absolutely not. Yeah, it, it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah it, Bioware's kept it very hush-hush. He basically left. Um, he hasn't released anything... I haven't checked today or yesterday, unfortunately, on Twitter with him, but um, he hasn't released anything as to like where he where he's going or what he's doing. He just said he's looking for better opportunities, and they basically Bioware was cool about it and saying, "Hey, we wish him the best. You know, he didn't work out here. Hope he does well in the future." Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, they they were very PC about it, but uh it's weird you know i want to i want to know why and that's that's right and, and it'd be interesting to see how this uh affects the game development if it's going to slow you know cause a slowdown uh delay or are we just going to keep rolling along uh who's going to take over is right. also is also right. a big role so um they're going to have i feel like they need to as quick as possible they need to give some answers of that for those so that way the uh you know concerns and questions don't start rolling in on them well, of course, Bioware said that this is not going to affect the release or anything else. Of it. But, I mean, that, the company has yeah, to they have, right. They're saving face exactly. is what they're doing. Exactly. Well, yeah. Um, well, we'll see. Yeah, and, and um, he, you know, he's uh, he, he's a talented and, and creative uh, uh, person, director, uh, game designer, and, uh, you know, hopefully he moves on to another great project. Yeah. But clearly, something you know, somebody wasn't seeing eye to eye, or they didn't. There was an issue. So instead of forcing the uh, you know the square into the round round hole, they uh, they separated ways, which is always is I think a good thing. Even if it causes a delay, you know what? It saves your game. It saves uh, relationship, hopefully, and uh, you know, everybody, yeah, I mean, everybody if, ends up happy. Hopefully, if he doesn't get picked up by somebody to. To create something on his own at this point, yeah, he's he's gonna get picked up by somebody. Like, yeah. I'm not worried about him. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Your director of of the of the new Mass Effect through Bioware. I mean, like you you got a track record. Um, all right. How many more do you have? That was it. That okay. was my last one. I'll finish with this one then. I'll leave the rest of them. I'll dump off because they're 
the other ones aren't that great, but this one's pretty cool. Uh, so CES 2016 uh, is is either going on or happened. I, I haven't been staying up on this, but today they showed a new product. Uh, it's a charger that comes with a battery for your Xbox One controller, and basically. It will charge your battery. When you put this charger on it, it will charge your battery in 60 seconds full. And that 60-second charge will give you 10 to 12 hours of gameplay. This is is great. This This is... is, Yeah, this is huge for... You're considering our current systems right now, both having, uh, you know, uh, battery life woes for the controllers. So um, the accessory is a performance design product... So PDP, if you guys have never heard of them, they, they make all sorts of, uh, of third-party gear for controllers or joysticks, things like that. Uh, they're coming out with the quick charger called Supercharger uh, for the Xbox One controller. The Supercharger will be able to fully charge your Xbox One controller in under 60 seconds, which is a first for the video game industry, claims PDP. One full charge will provide 10 to 12 hours of gameplay. The Supercharger's unique ability to recharge Xbox One controller in just seconds reduces interruption in gameplay sessions. A full recharge during a quick game uh, break provides convenience to all gamers, says PDP Chief Technology Officer Tom Roberts. The details about the supercharger are still scarce, so we don't want to... uh, We don't know pricing or availability as of yet. Um, Hopefully it won't be like the uh, Elite Controller. But yeah, we'll, won't uh, get it. Yeah. Oh god! As far as once we know more, guys, we will update you on this because it is pretty cool for anybody that's uh, playing on the Xbox One. And uh, yeah, that's that's. I thought that was pretty cool, and that was uh, again that was shown off at this year's uh, electronic uh, consumers electronics show, um, which actually is next week. So it's actually the start of the, of the year, 2016. 2016, that makes sense. yeah. So it's the first week of January that CES goes on, and uh, this is just kind of like a, a sneak peek. So I'm assuming next week we will get more details on this product uh, once the people are on the floor and kind of getting some information back to yeah. all of us. Two, quick, two real quick opinions on this. As far as it just based purely my viewpoint, A, about time. I hate when my controller dies and I have to plug it into my PlayStation 4. I know it's the Xbox, but my PlayStation 4 controller dies. I have to plug it in and I have to sit like two feet from the TV to finish the raid. Like, <laughs> I, I hate it. Not to mention, they've done this for for like phones and stuff like that like a couple years ago. Like, why didn't they think of this before? Like, oh, hey, my phone's about to die. I have a case on it that charges it. You flip a button and it recharges it back up. Yeah, but nothing like this speed. Though. Speed, oh yeah, the the speed is what definitely. I mean, my so my couple questions are: what is the longevity of this battery? Do you does it burn? Are you going to burn it up fast? Uh, as far as like, all of a sudden it doesn't hold a charge as well anymore. Um, and it, it does look a little weird. They released some photos of it, and it does kind of look like the bottom of the controller might get a little big. Right. Um, so I don't know how it's going to be for people with larger hands if it'll be comfortable or not, but. Again, we shall see, and uh, it is uh, very interesting, and hopefully if it's successful, you'll see it come out for, you know, DualShock controllers. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah. DualShock has a major issue with battery life, so, um, you know, I have an extra controller always charging when I'm playing. Oh, that's <laughs> so, what I do. So I, I just switch, swap them. I just switch them out now. That's what yeah. I do, yeah. 
Um, so yeah, but that my that only question, cool. my only question is, will it work on my Xbox Elite controller? Oh wait, it doesn't matter because I don't have one. <laughs> it would work, <laughs> um, but yeah, it doesn't matter because we'll never own one. <sighs> so um, okay, with that being said, we're not necessarily done with the news because I want to I want to do two things here. Okay, we're gonna do something here. Ba-ba-da-da. This is the last show before the new year, so we're going to talk about the 15 best video games of 2015. Ooh. Okay, I'm going to go through a list, and you're going to just basically agree with me, and you can make a slight little comment about the game if you want, and then we'll move on, okay? Sounds good. So here we go. First game, Arkham Knight. <laughs> I never played it, but I would have to agree with you because it looked amazing. Beautiful game, Batman, super fun all-around awesome game. Uh, if you haven't played it, go play it. Absolutely must. Uh, next game, Bloodborne. Never played it, but I watched you play it. It looks amazing. <laughs> Bloodborne, and all of its difficulty and super frustrating, it's an amazing game. I love it. It was one of those games that even though I would die, I would die, I would die, I just like was like right back up and, like, do it again. Like, okay, I can get through it this time. Where, like, games generally like this would just frustrate me where I'm like, you know what, fuck this, I'm going to go play something else. Right. This game is, A, gorgeous. Uh, it's by the creators of Dark... It's uh, by the creators of Dark Souls, and it uh, is a PS4 exclusive. Super cool, and we got some really cool DLC right around the corner for it. So check out Bloodborne if you haven't. That's an awesome game. Uh, next up, Destiny, The Taken King. Oh, man. Love yeah. it. So uh, Until recently. Yeah, I'll ob- say that. Obviously, the full game wasn't, you know, Destiny was released before 2015, but the Destiny The Taken King is 2015, and I will say Destiny The Taken King aspect of Destiny is the best part of Destiny released to date. Released to date. To date. So I uh, totally agree. A lot of fun, and hopefully they, they keep keep up with it. Next up, you're going to love this one, Fallout 4, obviously. Um, yeah, loved it. Yep, there you go. Uh, next up, here's a game that won a lot of awards, and I have no idea what it is. Uh, Her story is Her, up, oh, up. I heard about this yeah. too. I I even I really haven't seen much about this, but yeah, everybody's it, talking about it's it. It's a PC Mac game, and uh, looks pretty interesting. Um, yeah, so I you know check it out it, again. It won, and I know it won a, a good amount of awards at the award uh, at the right. video game awards. So. Uh, next up, Hotline Miami 2, wrong number. No clue. Okay, Hotline Miami and, and Miami 2 was a t- is a top-down, like, uh, downloadable game that's, like, old-school uh, 8, 8-bit, 16-bit style game, and it's just, like, literally guns blazing, slaughter people, blood everywhere, uh, 80s-style-looking game. Super fun. I definitely put it up in there as a, as a game that you have to play. Next up. Life is strange. Oh jeez! Absolutely, have to put it in there. I, yeah, I, I don't know if you watched. Yep. I didn't play it, but I watched a lot of it yeah. because uh, CJ from our team uh, streamed a bunch of it. And all I can say is, the story. If you're one of those people that the story drives you and you love Telltale and all that stuff, this game like is so weird. It's right up there with Until Dawn. Right up there. Yep. Yep. Uh, as far as like uh, where the story drives you to keep playing. That's one where it's like. Every time I'd watch CJ play, I'd be like, "Why am Why am I not going out and just buying this game and playing it?" And right. then I was because I was so hooked into just watching him play. Yeah, like any game where you could just sit there and watch somebody else play, you got to put it in there. Yep. So, uh, next up, Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. 
I so, I can't rate this one. Yeah. I mean, I know it's a huge game. I know it's popular. I didn't play it. I actually haven't played a Metal Gear game. So yeah, I mean, it it is a great game. It definitely deserves to be in the 2015 list. Here's my favorite of 2015. It's a shocker because it's on the Xbox One. Ori in the Blind Ori, Forest. Yes, this Ori, game is gorgeous. Ori in the Blind Forest, guys, is my favorite game of 2015. I know. There are so many great games out there, but this there there's only one game that like affected me. Where like I'm I, I still play it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I, I'm doing things that I've done. Like I don't know. It's just there's something about this game that I just love. I love the I love the music. I love the the graphics, just the atmosphere it creates, and then the character, everything about it. The villain, even 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 the villain, I like like everything about the game. It's just a, so good. If you have not played Ori in the Blind Forest, <laughs> it's on Xbox One and PC. Check it out, uh, man! So good, love that game. Um, next up is I scrolled too much. Rise of the Tomb Raider, Xbox One. Okay, I got some early access to this game. Yeah, holy flipping ball shit! Is it beautiful? First <laughs> yes. of all game is beautiful. The snow effects in the first level about about made me poop my pants. Okay. <laughs> um <laughs> let me tell you about let me talk about this game. It's almost too beautiful. Yeah. Because I found myself like when I got my hands on it for a little bit, I, I found myself like not wanting to play the game because I thought it was a movie. <laughs> yeah. I it was, it's it's just so good. Gorgeous. Yeah, it was so good. Um, so it's on Xbox One right now. If you haven't played it, uh, I definitely would recommend it. And then if you're waiting for it, it comes out early next year, I believe, like March um, for PS4. You know, the exclusive rights in. So you'll probably see it on PS4 and PC. Uh, next up, one close to Jazzy's heart, Rocket League. Yeah, that's right, Rocket League. This game is a blast. So it sim- totally <laughs> deserves to be on this list. Absolutely, I mean it's it's the it's the indie game next to oh, for me it's number two, but for most people it's number one as far as that indie game of the year. Um, yeah, it's been out on PC, and yes, it, it's had a long uh, story to get where it's at. But as far as its PS4 and soon to be Xbox One launch, um, you know it's a huge success. It's got esports all written all over it. It's got competitions already going on. We saw oh, it at tur- PAX. Yeah, yeah. Tournaments at PAX. We saw it at PAX Prime. That was insane. So can't even count the number of computers they had. Yeah. that were playing this. So super cool game. If you guys haven't checked it out, and again coming to the Xbox One uh, early next year. So here we go. This is one that touches our hearts both and deserves a ton, a ton of love. And a winner of the best multiplayer game of the year, Splatoon, baby. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Nintendo's, oh, I love this game. Nintendo's Thank you, Nintendo. Splatoon just just killed it. So, um, yeah, if you haven't played Splatoon and, and you look at it and you're like, wow, this game looks so weird and I just don't think I like it, play it because you'll, be, you'll, you'll prove yourself wrong. I didn't even know what this game was. I went I went amiibo hunting one night when the wave came out and... It was in the box with all the amiibos, and so I pick up all the amiibos, and they're like, "Well, you want a copy of Splatoon?" And I was like, "Yeah, you know what? Just throw it in there." And then I got home, and I'm like, "I don't even know why I bought this game." Yep. And then I held, I had it for probably a week, and then finally I'm like, ah, "I guess I should put this in and see why I bought it." <laughs> so I played one round, and I believe the next day Jazzy went out and bought a Wii. Oh no, U. this is this is. Let me tell you exactly. <laughs> let me tell you exactly how this went down. All right, so it took you a week to put it in your system. 
and then you put it in you played around as soon as you were done with that round you called me and said dude i just put splatoon in it's the best game ever <laughs> and i'm like no it isn't so i literally came over right as you said like all right i'm coming over to check it out i came over to check it out the next day I went out and bought a Wii U bundle of Splatoon yeah. just because this game is that much fun. Yeah, and we then went on to forget about our PS4s and everything while we only played Splatoon every day for a good couple months. Dude, it was, oh my gosh. We got to play that and they and all they it. And here's the other thing about Splatoon. All the DLC they, is free. So every yeah. all the new weapons, all the new gear, all the new maps, everything, it's all just DLC that they're just like, here you go, here you go. Uh, man, such such a fun game. The totally. concept of this game was genius. Yeah, it was. Gen- it's a it's basically like a first person shooter that's not a first person shooter. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and it, it works. It just works. Um, so yeah, totally worth it. Next up, uh, another game that deserves a ton of props because you took you took a game that's been iconic and and really just how could you ever make it different, and you did. Super Mario Maker. Oh my gosh, yeah. Super Mario Maker is amazing. Uh, it takes Mario and and basically makes it Little Big Planet, but even better. And to see what people have created uh, using these tools is unbelievable. So um, it was what like it was like a couple months ago, and it was already like three million levels or something like that. Uh, like, yeah, it's ridiculous, un- unbelievable amount of levels. They're creating created. an app. Yeah, just because there's too many levels. Yeah, exactly. to search for levels. Yep. So, uh, so that obviously is there. Then you have The Witcher Three. Yep. Uh, don't even need to say anything. Do, yeah. Do we That's have your, to? Yeah. Game of the Year right there. Yeah. Uh, and it deserves it every bit of it. So gorgeous game, great story. The third game in the franchise, and many of us never playing the first two because they were PC only. To pick up three and fall that in love with the character characters mm-hmm. and uh you know and just a game overall means you did a good job yeah so um let's see uh you must build a boat is a is a it's a pc mobile game mm-hmm. and it's a puzzle it's a puzzle type game you know match match icons type deal uh so that got that got put up on the list for the mo- for the mobile side of it and that ends our our top okay Yep. But we're not done yet, folks, because we have to now talk about the worst video games oh, of 2015. God. So we're going to go through this a little bit quicker because some of these you'll never hear, <laughs> you've never heard yeah, of geez. because they're that bad. But first, let's start with one. Mario Tennis. Is nope, it on there? No. This one, this one is epic, though. Afro Samurai 2 Revenge of Kuma Volume 1. Okay, <laughs> let me read that title to you again: Afro Samurai Two: Revenge of Kuma, Volume One. This game was so god awful that it actually publicly denounced it as a failure before pulling it from sale. You cannot buy this game anymore. Uh, for the people that did buy it, they were they were issued a full refund. <laughs> So oh, they should have done without Godzilla. Please yeah. tell me Godzilla. No, there. no, Godzilla's not on here. Um, wow. So, yeah, but uh, good job to the company for doing doing right by the customers and giving them their money back. But man, talk about uh, a huge failure. Next up, Alone in the Dark Illumination. Uh, yeah, you probably have never heard of this game because it's that. Okay, you've heard of Alone in the Dark, sorry, mm-hmm. but Alone in the Dark Illumination, which I believe is the uh, sixth release of Alone in the Dark series. Horrible, 
graphics are terrible, boring game, just all around terrible. Um, yeah, don't play that. Next up, this one's hilarious. Uh, I know someone, Xander, who's going to love this one. Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival slash Animal Crossing, Animal Crossing Happy Home Designer. That's right. So Nintendo decided to try to release this, like, Animal Crossing spinoff game that is, like, Mario Party without... Take Mario Party, strip out all the fun, and you have uh, Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival. <laughs> That's basically what it is. It is what it is. Honestly, out of the triple A games, got to be one of the worst games I've ever played. I remember playing Animal Crossing when it first came out, and that game was strangely addicting. Yes, and it just got worse and worse and. But see, worse. this is an Animal Crossing. This is literally like a board game right. on your computer that was like like Mario Party, but again with uh, all the most generic mini games you can imagine, and just all around terrible. Unbelievable. Um, yeah. It's a Mario Party clone, so... <sighs> but, um... Next up... <laughs> Batman Arkham Knight. No! Yep. Is that on there, really? Let me finish. For the PC. <laughs> That's right. If you oh. played Batman Arkham Knight on the PC, you know Wait, what Wait, do they get about. to play it yet? No, exactly. I'm pretty sure they uh, still don't get to play still, it. Yeah, they gave up on it. They jacked it. They just... They just they just pretty much gave up on it and refunded people. So, um, yeah, Batman Arkham Knight on the PC failed huge because of the company that got hired to do the port uh, just did not do a good job. And, I mean, from frame rate issues to complete breaking of the of the game, it's just, it's just bad. It's just real bad. So, uh, Council, it did great. I'm, you know, some places gave it a perfect 10 out of 10, but... Uh yeah. Next up, Devil's Third. I know you were excited for Devil's Third, right? Never Jesse? heard of it. Devil's Third is so bad that it started developing in 2009. Oh, so it's like the last for the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. So Devil's Third, it found its home on the Wii U. Everyone was excited because it, it, it was um by the former Team Ninja lead, uh Atake uh oh god, Ataka Kai. Takakai? I don't know. I, I butchered that. I apologize. Yeah. But, um, and everyone was excited for this brawler. It came out. It's out. And Nintendo like was like hush-hush about it. It came out in the beginning of December. And Nintendo was just kind of like, oh, it came out? We didn't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, that game's out. Don't go buy it. Yeah, <laughs> It's terrible. Uh, first off, visually, it shows that the development started back in 2009 because it's on a previous generation. And it just doesn't look that good. But on top of that, it uh, it just is not a very attractive game. Um, not fun. The uh, multiplayer campaign is a step above the the bland single player, and that's about the only compliment they gave this game. So yeah, uh, Devil's Third, not very fun. Uh, next one up is Funk of Titans. The only thing I can say this was supposed. This is on the Xbox One and PC, and it. Um, how do I put this? They basically call it a semi-racist game. A uh, very offensive portrayal of blackness, as they say. So, uh, yeah, black exploitation po- uh, films of the 1970s is where they feel this game uh, is what style and 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 story come from. <laughs> so, 
uh, didn't do too well and not a very fun game. Next up, Hatred. Um, so we've done a good job at bringing games into the mainstream and showing people that, you know what, games aren't just, uh, they don't just melt your brain and turn you into serial killers and they, they're not just, they're not terrible for you. You know, we now have games in, in schools to help teach and things like that. Well, uh, someone decided to release this game called Hatred where basically you kill masses of people just because. Oh, God. Yeah. So uh, I'm not even going to spend more time on it. It's terrible. I hate it. <sighs> but, uh, and then Raven's Cry is an open-world RPG that uh, attempted to stand out um, in the ever-expanding genre by boasting of its historically accurate pirate-themed setting. Instead, it was cited for being riddled with bugs, having blindingly, blindingly terrible graphics, and a cliché narrative. So, uh, yeah... The game's developer was so ashamed of its quality or lack thereof that it was not pulled from the Steam Marketplace. Then, that it oh sorry, that it was pulled from the Steam Marketplace. Then re-released several months later. Not only did the team bring back a game players didn't want in the first place, making only minor adjustments to it, but it attempted to do- to dupe those who rejected it at first time into giving it a second look by changing the name of the game. <laughs> Raven's Cry was rebranded Vendetta. Curse of Raven's Cry. <laughs> oh my god! <sighs> Which is an even more meaningless name than the original. Ugh. Players caught on immediately that was the same pirate RPG that plan that they uh, panned months prior. Raven's Cry proves that a bad game by any other name will play just as badly. Last up, and I'm sorry, I'm sad to see it on the list, but Rodia, Rodia, the Sky Soldier. Um, oh, so. Man. This one, it, it, it has a pedigree that is in a better world without disqualifying it from any of uh, any of the worst of list. But it found its way there because of major issues. Uh, if you're not familiar with this game, the developer is actually the um, father uh, of Sonic the Hedgehog. So it is uh, Yuji Naka, uh, the creator of Sonic the Hedgehog. So everyone was very hopeful for this. Uh, not that Sonic has had the best record uh, either uh, lately, but he is well respected, and um, you know, unfortunately, this fell short. Here's the weird thing: uh, the best version of this game is on the Wii. Really? Not the Wii U, not the 3DS. It's the Wii. So when you buy the Wii U edition, it comes with the Wii version, and and the creator has told you to play the Wii version because the Wii version, the Wii U version, is so broken. Oh jeez! Uh, it's also become a cult classic already, and it's hard to find. And actually, sells on eBay for quite a bit of money. So, if you find this game, even if you don't want to own it, you should pick it up because you can probably turn around and sell it for double, triple its value. <sighs> and then, lastly, let's not forget Tony Hawk Pro Skater Five. <laughs> This is okay, guys. I take it oh, back. I take everything man. back. I said bad yeah. about about Animal Crossing. Tony Hawk Pro Skater yeah. Five was the worst game I played all year, all year. This game, Tony Hawk, whoever fucking created, it, I don't even remember. I don't want to remember. And everybody that that was part of this game that the thought that allowed it to be released should be ashamed of themselves. This game was so fucking terrible. Um, from from just being completely broken to you know glitching through walls to morphing through the floor, 
getting to, stuck in midair to, to lack of content and, and modes. I mean, this was god awful to be the the you know the re-release, the rebirth of the skating genre. I'm sorry for all my skating fans out there that this is what you had to look up to yeah. for the for the year. So bad, worst game of the year for me. God, I hate this game. I think the sad part about this is I've heard of more than half of these games and I've played about half of that half. Yeah. So <laughs> so I've uh, dabbled my fair share of the horrible along with the the great. Yeah, we all we all end up doing that, but guys, that's been the best and worst of 2015 uh based off of a couple lists that we found that we pretty much agreed with. So um, but yep. let us know what your favorite game was and maybe what your least favorite game was from 2015. Chime in at BX8B Gaming on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, or hit us up at BX8B.com right on the podcast page and leave it right in the comments. Well, yours off right now. Best and worst. Go. Best Ori in the Blind Forest. Worst Tony Hawk. <laughs> worst Tony Hawk. Best. I never played Ori in the Blind Forest because I don't own an Xbox. Sadly, say it might have taken over my Witcher Three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll I'll put it I'll put it in your hands one day, and we'll uh, see yeah. No, it, I don't want to do that. We'll see what I happens. don't want to buy an Xbox right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, guys, that's uh, that's been our little segment here. As the uh, year is being wrapped up, we always like to talk about the uh, the best and worst. And then the next next week, we'll uh, we'll also be releasing like we always do on the website. Uh, each per each person of VXAP will be listing their top ten most anticipated games of 2016. So stay tuned for that, and uh, we'll get those out there. Stay tuned for Jazzy Zero Dawn All Ten. It's <laughs> <laughs> about right. That's yeah, about right. Uh, I mean, that'll be that'll be way up there for me as well. Um, all right, so we're going to move into a little uh, area that's called Retro Relapse. Jones in for a classic game? It's time for Retro Relapse here on Bit by 8-Bit. Retro Relapse. Alright guys, so as you know, every week we play a Retro Relapse game, which means we play a retro game uh, that generally you guys pick. Uh, this week we picked it. Because Josh chimed in and asked for some Ogre Battle. And it turns out I don't have it on my collection. I thought yeah. I did. And uh, I'm going to have to go get it now. But um, So that will get postponed. And maybe it will be the first game of the retro, uh, the new retro show. Yeah. So Retro Relapse will be moving to Thursdays with the retro show. But this will be the last one where it's combined. Um we thought long, we thought hard about this one. We said, "Hey, man, before the show changes, we really got to pick a winner. You know, we really got to pick a game that like people will remember forever." And, and it was like, and we and we we really failed real bad. <laughs> we really did. <laughs> we really failed. This was so bad. <laughs> um, so uh, we decided to pick on the PlayStation Two Samurai Jack. Yep, the Shadow of a Coup. Yep. I picked this game because I'm super happy that they have announced that, that Samurai Jack is coming back. Yep, super I cool. I love Samurai Jack. Uh, very cool art style, very cool. But the game left a little to the imagination. Uh, so a little? I w- <laughs> yeah. 
I would explain this game as uh, Donkey Kong Country or Mario 64 with uh, less to do by about 80%. I feel like you're running around these bare lands. Every time, every once in a while, you run into one little robot that takes about two hits to kill. Mm-hmm. And then you're collecting what looks like jade stoned frogs. And that's it. They make a bell ring, so I call them a bell. We even beat four levels and never came across a boss. True. <laughs> so, True story. Yeah. Um, not very fun. The controls, I'm sure I could have tweaked them, but the to, <laughs> the default controls were the the camera view was inverted both yeah. both both uh, horizontally and vertically. Yep. Which which really confused my brain. And I'm sure I could have adjusted it, but again, default that was default settings, which was weird. Then to jump was square, square, yeah, and then strike was uh, was X on the uh, the DualShock controller. Um, yeah, <laughs> the controls were weird. The game was not a lot of fun. Uh, it looked good, you know, PS2 game. Looked like Samurai yeah. Jack. I love the cell shading. You know, so the art, the art uh, direction of this game was was solid. <sighs> but unfortunately, the game was very boring and not a lot of fun to play. So my rating on an eight bit scale is it gets a two bit. Two bit. That's what I give it. Yeah. Let me tell you why I give it two bit. Here's the game wrapped up in a nutshell. You save lizard people. You collect frog bells because whenever you collect one, they sound like a bell. And you slash robots. Every now and again, but good luck if you can get the camera to go the way you want it to go. Oh my god, it was it was rough, awful. There, when I picked up the controller for the first time, because you played first and then yeah. you gave it to me, the first like minute was just me trying to center the screen. It was horrible. I'm the same way. I kept I kept turning the wrong way. I'd go to run right and want to turn the camera right, and I turn the camera left, and I'm like again. I'm sure you can go into settings and adjust this, but right. I was just surprised that this was the default setting. I, like, it, were games like that back in the day? No, I don't, I don't think not, they not were. Not that I remember. Not uh, that yeah. I remember. I don't know. But anyways. Normally, you had to switch inversion on. Yeah. It's about a $10 game if you find it in stores right now, guys. But uh, I would steer clear of it unless you're a big Samurai Jack fan. Then I guess, you know, add it to the collection, I guess. That's why I bought it. I was like, yeah. ooh, Samurai Jack. I like Samurai Jack. Don't play it. Just add it to the collection. (laughs) Go back and watch the actual show because that's way better. So that's been Retro Relapse, guys. Um, A short one, but uh, every week we'll do Retro Relapse now on Thursdays. We still ask you to send in your requests for Retro Relapse. You can send those in on our Facebook, Twitter. uh, Just send in the recommendation, BXAB Gaming, and uh, what game you'd like for Retro Relapse. Or you can go to BXAB.com, leave it in the comments on the podcast page. Lastly, you can just shoot us an email at info at bxap.com about what game we should play. And as long as we have it in the collection or we can obtain it for a reasonable price, then we will, and we'll give you a shout-out and play the game. Cool. With that being said, do you have anything that you need to plug, anything you want to talk about before we move into some users' emails, our fan emails? Uh, No. uh, No. Okay, good. That means, guys, we're going to move into the most important part of this show, and that is the part where you participate. We're going to move into emails. You write them, 
We read them. It's time for emails on Bit by 8-Bit. All right. So, this week, we got some good emails. Do you have some? I have two. Are you, you already got them pulled up? Yes. You get to start again. Go. All right. Email one from Sebastian. Sebastian says, What do you guys think of EA's decision to not release the Force Awakens DLC for Star Wars Battlefront? Are you disappointed or okay with having to wait for the next Battlefront game to come out in order to play Episode Seven content? Um, okay, so I did read this. I, I, I was actually going to put this in the news, and I forgot about it. So mm-hmm. thanks, thanks for the question. Perfect. I fucking hate this news, and here's why. Okay, you have the you have this super hot thing right in front of you. Yep. The most successful thing in a long ass time, breaking records left and right, and eventually may make its way to the you know top grossing movie of all time. And you're gonna wait until your next video game. Yeah. After, mind you, and their reasoning is because, uh, well, this Battlefront is all designed around the uh, the original trilogy. Motherfucker, you just gave me a free DLC of Jakku. Of Jakku, exactly. Okay? So what the fuck is that? You're just going to give me this one little tidbit, and then you're going to not do it at all. So, yeah, I heard this because I was getting really excited. I'm like, ooh, in Heroes vs. Villains, you're going to be able to be Kylo. You know, like I was like, ooh, Kylo, that's going to be sweet. Nope. You're not. Sorry. But enjoy Jakku, because that's part of the original trilogy, clearly. Right. So, yeah, I, um... I mean, first of all, EA and DICE, like, you've made a game that's fun. Uh, its servers are still fucked up. The game runs pretty well, but, uh, I don't have a lot of faith in you anyways, so the fact that you come out and say this shit doesn't necessarily surprise me. I'm just really disappointed. Like, you have the ability right in front of you to to use some great content that was just created that's relevant, and by the time you use it, maybe you'll wait till the second movie comes out so it's still relevant, but by the time you use it, it's going to be like, okay, cool, uh, that's all a year old and we've moved on. Yeah. It, it, it's a surprising for me how much this upsets me because I've only played with the actual character. Like, I play Blast. That's what I play because I play with my friends we play Blast and it's a blast. However, I've only played with the actual, like, characters where you can be Vader and you can be Skywalker and stuff like that once. Only once. So when this news came out, like, oh, hey, you're not going to get the Episode 7 characters. To me, initially, I was like, I don't really care because I don't play that, that mode in the game that much. However, then I sat back and realized that when they do release these characters into this game... It's going to be when I don't give a shit. Yeah. I give a shit now. Yep. Like, if I could be Finn, if I could be Ray, if I could be BB-8, whatever you want to be, <laughs> like, I would totally love to do it now. When they release it later on, am I going to? Am I still going to give a shit? Yes, I'll probably still play. I'll probably still be like, oh, that was cool, but why didn't you give this to me when I really wanted it, which yeah. is now. Yeah. And, I mean, again, you're going to make a new Battlefront that's all based around the new gal- the new world, which is cool, but why not mash it up? Why not put it together? The new world that we have already. Yeah. We have Jakku as a, a playable map on Battlefront right We now. have Jakku. We have we have uh, Starbase Killer. Like, like you could have made a... There's a whole other level right there. We have... You have uh, the Resistance, the Resistance planet. You, like, 
so yeah, you could have added plenty, but instead you want to keep it for a later game that you're going to make me pay $60 for when I'm ready to pay you for DLC right now. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. It's it's disappointing. Um, you know, I guess it'll really be disappointing if the future DLC that comes out is is very is lackluster. Yeah. You know, like Xander would be really excited if they added Lando to the hero side, I'm sure. Yeah. But you know what? I would much rather see uh, you know, not, like, like, yeah, bring in Lando, but, but also bring in Ray. You know? Yep. It's like you have you. I don't know. I just like I just. I don't know. I just ugh, drives me crazy. <laughs> it's a long a dice. Is it right? Dice creates this yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. So it's just a long list of. Am I still going to play Battlefront? Absolutely. It's a fun game. It's got great graphics. Everything plays pretty smoothly. Fix your servers still. Still having problems with your servers. But once I get logged in and get going, it's a great game to play. However, just add this to the many a long list of things that DICE could have done better to make this game better. So, release your characters on time. Create a single player mode that's amazing. This is all stuff they could have done that would have made it better. So, DICE, if you're listening... Take your fans' ideas of what they're telling you you could do to make an amazing game and do it. Yeah, exactly. Simple. Right. All right. Well, thanks for the uh, question, Sebastian. Next one I have from AJ. AJ who? Amber. Oh. Okay. All right. And she says, question for the show. I probably shouldn't have read that part, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> that mango uh, drink is time to take this, its that toll. That thing is great. Uh, what's the worst Christmas present you ever received, and did you re-gift it? Wow. Oh, man. The worst Christmas present I've ever received. Do you have one off the top of your head? I honestly, like, I've been thinking about this, and I personally don't have one that I would say was like horrible. Oh, I have one. Because there's like certain thing like who it was from or like their yeah. thought process behind it or something like that. And I kind of like, oh, you know, I respect that the fact that they thought about this or something like that. But I will say one <laughs> that's really funny that comes to mind is um, my sister, when she was younger, had asked for the Matchbox 20 CD from my aunt. And my aunt said... I searched everywhere for your gift idea, and I couldn't find it, but I finally did. And she opened her gift, and it was the Matchbox car number 20. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, just to this to, day, like yeah. at Christmas when we get together, we always tell that story because yeah. it's just hilarious That's that priceless. she wanted the Matchbox 20 <laughs> CD and got the Matchbox car number 20. Yeah. <laughs> Mine's not as funny. Mine's just weird, and and generally I have no idea how it ever came to be. But uh, ex ex girlfriend that I you know that I was dating, uh, holiday time comes around, so we're celebrating on her family side, and they don't really know me, right? So I get this uh, bag with a couple pieces of clothing in it. Uh, I go to open the bag, and it's legitimately T-shirts. Okay. With nothing on them. They're just like blank t-shirts that you'd buy from a hobby shop. Like a red one and a white one. <laughs> and and, and I'm, like, I'm like, this is, this is me because I'm a nice guy, right? I'm like, I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, that's, this is perfect. 
And then I just kind of set them aside, and I was like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> so um, to, to the second part of your question is I didn't re-gift them. What I actually did is I silkscreened that's something exactly- on them and sold them oh, as that's product. So funny. It's so funny that you said that because, like, you're. I'm thinking, like, you're telling the story, and I'm like, that is a dumb gift. But to me, the first thing I thought of, I could silk screen that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I just, I just silk screened them and sold them on uh, on Etsy back in the day. So, oh, that's <sighs> okay. So uh, I, my, I got the next question here. It is from uh, Wes. Okay, he says, "Hey guys." I'm good friends with Sci-Fi AJ, and I've been telling uh, he's been telling me about your podcast and how much you guys have been enjoying Fallout 4, so I thought I would send in a question or two. I'm not super familiar with your podcast so yet, so I apologize if you've already answered these questions in previous episodes. My first question is about the companions in Fallout 4. I was curious, which companion uh, do you find most enjoyable to play with, or which one... Uh, you use the most and why jazzy um honestly it's personal preference um as far as the companions go um whichever one that you're more comfortable with um a lot of people like to use dog meat just because he can do a lot of cool stuff and he was very glitched so you could get him to like retrieve guns that you couldn't retrieve and like go places that you couldn't go um plus i mean He's the, a companion that's a dog, so that's super cool. Um, a lot of people like to use uh, Cogsworth just because he was a badass and as far as damage goes, so he can light people on fire, he <laughs> slice them in half with a blade, so you really didn't have to do a lot of fighting if you didn't want to because you could send him in there. Um, or any of the other companions, um, it really just depended. Me, personally, I used Piper as my companion most just because I could fully customize what she could do. So... Whereas with Dogmeat and Cogsworth, you just got what you've seen. Whereas with Piper, you could basically gear her up. You could give her sweet a sweet gun. You can even you can even get her to go into the power armor and carry her around with you with the power armor. So I just like the ability, the ability to customize her a lot more. All right, and then follow up question is: What is your preferred weapon of choice? Do you guys play more of a melee style, heavy weapons, etc.? Looking forward to hearing your perspectives and thoughts. Game on. Oh, geez. <laughs> if we're talking Fallout 4, I was all about the sniper. I was all about sneaking in, using was, vets to just, you know, kill yeah. people without them hearing me, and then, you know, going on with my the rest of the quest. But I was I mean, all about that base. Game. No trouble? No trouble. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, didn't play a lot game. of Fallout 4. In Fallout 3, I was a fan of yeah. that. I was a fan of uh, snipers. And uh, Melee, not so much. But uh, as far as watching a lot of Fallout 4 between you and Jade and everybody, uh, dog meat would be my choice just because like, she's, yeah. she's got a turret on him now. And like he's just he's just fun. Like He may not be the best yep. companion, but he's fun. Yeah, He definitely, out of all the companions, because I've carried probably four or five of them with me throughout the game play that I've done, he was definitely the coolest, like, interactive-wise. Like, he acted like a dog, which was cool. Yeah, oh, no, exactly. He felt great, and, I mean, they played him up, obviously, in the trailers and everything before the game came out. So, cool. Well, Wes, yeah. Wes welcome to the podcast. Thanks for tuning in, and yeah, uh, great keep, question. keep the questions coming. Um, uh, our next question is from Xander, and he says, What two villains from any medium 
so games, TV, movies, etc. Would you love to see team up for world domination and what schemes would they have? <clears throat> After you've all named your team, it's up to the person on your right to make a team of two heroes to stop that villain team. Oh, jeez. So this all is right. easy. We get to make them up, and then and then we get to make up who's going to stop your team. Yep. Um, but he always roots for evil because good is dumb. And I look forward to what battles will determine a winner on Facebook after the episode airs. So, <clears throat> my two villains would have to be Magneto. Damn it. <laughs> and um, I would then add in... Who? Who would I go with? Um... You know what? I'm going to do this because I think it makes a great team. Not because I love her from this last game. But I would go Magneto and Cortana. Oh, jeez. Because you have Magneto who is just amazing mm-hmm. and, and, and is smart in his own way. But you have Cortana who could then calculate and really just cripple everything like she does because she's AI. So you just you would get that intelligence that a human a human being well really any organic creature I don't believe could have almost right so that, I guess that'd be my team. What's your villain team? You want to know what I'm going to answer this very very daringly. All right, and my team is going to be Jean Grey as the, as the Phoenix then and the Dark Phoenix. So she's going to be both. All right. Okay. Is Jean Grey a villain though? Is, well, Jean Grey, the Phoenix, and Jean Grey technically are both considered heroes, I would assume. And then the dark, dark she turns to the Dark Phoenix, which would be considered which would be considered bad. But in the comic series, she does become the Phoenix. Yeah, so you're for that so time. you're cheating, but it's so cool. I'm cheating. It's cool, but you know that's how that's how I do. That's yeah, how I can you know. pad my stats. I guess but, so. I mean, obviously, the obvious answer for me, and being a big X Men comic book nerd, for Magneto would be. Charles Xavier, just because they kind of always were, yeah, you know, the mind over matter type sure. of thing. So Gene has that ability, and then <laughs> I mean, what what you really can you put up against somebody that can almost do anything would be complete self destruction, which is the Phoenix. <laughs> okay, so that's who you're gonna put up against my team. Yep. Okay, because you know Xavier's gonna have a hard time when when Cortana basically takes his wheelchair over control and kills him with it. Right. So, I mean, he's already late. That's why I didn't pick Xavier. That's Xavier, why I picked Jean Grey. <laughs> Xavier's literally going to kill himself with his, with his uh, exactly. hover chair. That's why I didn't pick him. Um, <sighs> but my team to, to face you is simple. First of all, you put Xavier in there because he could take Gene. Right. Okay, you know, he's the one that trained Gene. And, um, no, those are my heroes that go against you. Yeah, but you also picked Gene as your villain. You have to have two villains. Yeah, so I only picked one. You picked Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix. That's one villain. Who's your second villain? Who is my only villain? You should know this. You're gonna, your only villain? Yeah. If I had to pick one supervillain of all time that's my favorite supervillain, who's it going to be? I don't know. I'm blanking. How, really? They're creating a movie about it this summer. It's Ap- Apocalypse. Oh, Apocalypse. Yeah. Okay. Well, why didn't you say that then? Because I thought I was doing the heroes to counteract yours. No, no, we both... <laughs> were confused. Oh, oh you have to god. do them on Facebook? Oh my god, I fucked Not up. even on Facebook. We were supposed to both decide our villains. 
Okay. Then we were supposed to pick our heroes. You fucked it all up. I'm Xander, sorry. I really tried. I can't work with this talent. Well, okay? be, I mean, be here next time when you want to yeah. make the, this difficult. Why does he always do these difficult questions? <laughs> I love this question until That's you a great question. it. Well, I'm sorry that I'm the trash that just Anyways, happened to be on the show. We have, <laughs> we have we have we have Apocalypse and Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix. Okay, so I put in Xavier who who's going to uh, be able to ha- to take care of both of them probably, and then I'll just you know just to be the cheap guy since you ruined this question. Whatever. I'm just gonna add in Superman because he can do everything and no one can stop him. So there you go. I hate Superman, but you know what? He's gonna just obliterate your guys yeah. anyways. And that's, that's when you true. just go say, "I'll pick Superman." For I love get- Superman. <laughs> so as, as much as I give everybody shit about this this so called superhero, which he's not really a superhero in my book. That's what my argument is. Batman. Let me tell you why. Because Batman literally studies and knows the weaknesses of everyone, and then knows how to defeat them, and then just does it. You would have to right before you do, right before you give him these props, you would have to just like sneak in there that he's not really a superhero. Well, he's not. He doesn't have any superpowers. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna fuck your face. That's what I'm gonna do. Okay. Uh, Anyways, this is a different debate for a yep, different yep. show. This is going to get crazy. Let's yeah, go okay, on. so uh, there's a second part to this. He, he says, another question. If I'm not too late, I have $20, uh, 20 digital dollars on my PS4 burning a hole in my digital pocket. What are some cool downloadable games I should check out? Easy. Shovel Knight. Super Meat Boy. Super Meat Boy. Rocket League. Yep. Um... Anything Ax- for the PS4 Ax- under twenty dollars. <laughs> uh, a game that I think Xander would really like is Axiom Verse, which yep. is uh, you know very Metroid-ish, very very old school style, but very cool. Uh, I'm trying to think anything else. Um, uh, oh damn! Um, yeah, any of those four really are just yeah. great games. Yeah, those are those are some solid ones right there. There are yep. a couple more out there that, that my mind's blanking with right now, but but yeah, cool. So there you go. Thanks, Xander, for the question. Um, next up, we have. I'm all out of order here. Sorry, guys. Get your shit straight, Jay. Well, the issue is, is that I hate you. Oh yeah, that's, that's why. Always been the issue. That's why I can't find it. Here it is. Um, boom. All right, guys. Here we go. <clears throat> what is the for video games okay this is all based around video games and this yep. is from Barrett okay so uh, most slept on RPG character hmm I would have to say ooh that's a good one uh, this is such a good question Ness from Earthbound, one of the greatest RPGs ever made that majority of people have never played. Oh, man. Most slept on. Come on. Dude, I can't even think of one right now. There's Come too on. many of them going through my head. Ness is a good one, though. I like that one. Yeah. All right, cool. So Let's go with Ness. She's, all right. Yeah, she's got the best. She's standing out the most for me. Okay. What about... Top three games that deserve a sequel. Deserve a sequel? Yes. The Last of Us deserves a sequel. <laughs> oh, absolutely. That's without question. Let's not even... 
Fantasy Star Online <laughs> deserves a sequel in North America. Oh. And lastly, my third would be a sequel. Destiny. Uh, we're going to get a sequel. If we're going to get, we're gonna we're, get if one. We're going to go there. I mean, one. there's talk about there being a Last of Us sequel. Or there's here's, talk about us being a Fantasy Star sequel. You wanna, we you could wanna, be getting those. Here's another one. Bloodborne. Blood, yeah, Bloodborne. Bloodborne deserves a sequel. Absolutely. Absolutely. You want to know what? Let's throw another one out there. Ori and the Blind Forest. <laughs> deserves a sequel. Just do it. Just make, just keep, yeah. yeah, never stop. Basically any of these games that were the you know first releases that were in the top 15, make a sequel. Yeah. Uh, okay. Which anime would you like to see with an open world on the Unreal 3 engine? Simple. Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> These are great questions. I yeah. like. I have instant answers for them. Cowboy Bebop, Wolf's Reign, um, Trigun, Outlaw Star. <sighs> Give me an Inuyasha just for that. Uh, what, what? Why not Full Metal Alchemist? Even though there have been games of that, I'd like another one on the Unreal Three Engine. But in the end, if I had to pick one, it'd be Cowboy Bebop, hands down. And I'll go with whatever he said because I never really got that into anime. So shame on you! Shame I know on you. it was a dark time. It was a dark time. So um, then the last thing I want to ask: which would be better if Apple announced a system, Dreamcast two, oh jeez, three do two, oh jeez, or if the NX was an actual competitor? With Xbox One and PS4, uh, my heart, my heart's going to answer this one, and it's Dreamcast Two. Yeah, I, I mean, there's two ways to answer this question. Which one would I pick, and which one I want to be most excited about would be Dreamcast Two. Which one do I want to see? I want to see Nintendo compete. Yeah, because I want to see them come back. Because they have to come back, otherwise they're not going to be around much yeah. longer, and you're going to be playing Mario on your Sony platform or your Microsoft platform, and I don't want to see that. I don't want there to yeah. only be two. I don't want to plug in Super Mario Brothers and be like, remember when this used to be a thing? Like, I don't want to do yeah. that. Yeah. I don't, because Nintendo was such a big part of my childhood and growing up, and you want to know what? As much as Dreamcast 2 would be sweet, I want the NX to... I'd, I'd rather see that. Just because emotionally I think it would destroy me if Nintendo went down. Yeah. Um, I agree. I, I couldn't... I couldn't I couldn't imagine uh, the that happening, but... I don't know. To have, a, to have a giant comeback from Sega like that, though, would be sweet to that, see. Dude, Sega, Sega coming back with Dreamcast, I'd be... Whew, oh, man. I'd be ready. All right, uh, lastly here, we got an uh, email from Ethan. Uh, he says, hey, guys, not lastly, because we got DD coming up, but right. the, last re- the last real email. <laughs> the last real one. Uh, the, real, the real game question before we get slaughtered by DD. Uh, Ethan says, hey, guys, I can't thank you all enough for going in and getting me a PlayStation 4. I guess I'm a real person now. I was sure it was going to be a box of rocks to repeat the time Jay and Doug told me Sega was making a new system. I have trust issues from that. <laughs> I feel like I should. I feel like a little kid because Battlefront is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Ha ha. So I I have de- I ha- so I have Battlefront and Taken King, and I downloaded Super Meat Boy. What should be next? Thanks, and I hate you guys a lot less now, Ethan. 
Um, wow. What should be next for you would probably have to be something in the lines of Rocket League. Yeah. You know, on the cheaper end, picking up a game like Rocket League, where another game that can be fun solo or with friends. Uh, Shovel Knight, I think you'd really like because it's very Castlevania, uh, Metroid esque. So I think you'd probably enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Same with Axiom Verge, again, that I think you'd like. But uh, on the on the full price scale, I would say picking up a game. If you th- you know you like Battlefront, you think it was it was a, it's a beautiful game. You're going to play a bunch of Taken King. You need something to kind of to. I don't know, a story-driven game, because neither one of those games have a ton of stories. Oh, I've so, got mine. Easy. So you should Easy. pick up Witcher. Witcher 3. Yeah, Witcher yep. 3. Um, if you're not into that that like time area, then I'd pick up Infamous. I think Infamous Second Son is still... It's a, it's a PS4 oh, exclusive. I love playing that game. And it's a blast, and it's you know, it takes place in like an alternate reality Seattle, and it's a super fun game. Yeah. Yeah, Witcher 3. I mean, it's game of the year for a reason. It, it was awesome. So... Yeah. You have your your kind of shooter. I uh, I definitely give Rocket League a try. That thing's a blast. So it kind of gives you your your back and forth, and it has that drive to it. But Witcher Three would probably be my yeah easy yeah or uh, Batman Arkham Knight. You're a bit, yeah. I know he's a Batman fan, so Arkham, <laughs> there's so yeah. many good ones. Arkham Knight would be really? a solid game. There's but we could name off five or six of yeah. them, and you could pick up any one of them, and you'd be you'd be happy with it. Uh, Transformers. Transformers. Yeah, as much as everybody kind of played, you know, sides or devil's advocate with it, Fallout 4. Well, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, but never played a Fallout before, and then hit Fallout 4 and just thoroughly enjoyed that game. So Yeah. All right, well, thanks, Ethan, and thanks for putting up with us in the show. Um, we're going to move into our last email. Here it oh, is, folks. All right. Shit. Okay, chodes. <laughs> It's your boy. It's your boy, Dirty Dylan. Have you ever wondered if Jabba has has his way with Leia? Does he have a slug dick under there? Does he just secrete semen from glands? Uh, Does he shoot loads out of his mouth like a Dilophosaurus? Let me know how you think it all goes down uh, for the huts. Stay filthy, DD. Oh, I don't want to think about this. Oh, um, this is a horrible question. Yeah. If you want, if you want my honest opinion, if you want my honest opinion yep. about Jabba the Hutt, okay, he's he's a slug, right? Obviously, a giant like space right. slug, and he's all slimy, right? I I, I believe he basically secretes his semen, semen. like, like right. he's always he's always gooey and always wet, and it's just because like he surrounds himself with attractive slaves, and I just think he's like always just kind of like ready, like yeah, kinda, he's just continuously he's just, turned on yeah, by he's, slaves, so he's yeah, just continually he's just, ejaculating through yeah, his skin. It's just kind of yeah, exactly. Um, you know that tongue we saw it in Return of the Jedi, and uh, I don't think he shoots Lukey's like a Dilophosaurus because that would make Jabba cooler. And I mean, let's be honest, Jabba's not that cool, right? Um, but I would, uh, I'd have to say he's a giant secreting semen blob. Yeah. What about you? I mean, that's a pretty good. That's a pretty good viewpoint. But to kind of go with the whole like Dilophosaurus thing, I don't think that would happen. I think like he's either going to be like a nobody, which I think he is, so he probably just creates semen through his skin, like you were saying. Definitely doesn't have a penis, so I think like that would probably be more likely of a situation. However, if Java, would, if if he was a badass, then he would like probably have a tongue kind of like the alien, and it would just spit out and like impregnate people. 
Oh God! Yeah. I mean, I've seen female huts um, in in the old Republic, so like clearly, I think that they just what they do is they they run into each other and they just rub on each other and then they generate offspring because they're just both. Duly, is that how earthquakes were invented? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think that's they're, what. Yeah, I think that's what happened. That's probably exactly what happened. Yeah, but there you go. That's, that's <laughs> our that answer <laughs> to how Jabba the Hut gets oh. off. So. Uh, so let, let me just let say us, this. Let me just say this. The Force Awakens comes out and he pulls out a Job of the Hut yeah. question. Yeah. Really, uh, really. So <laughs> let us know how you think Job of the Hut gets off on bxab.com under the podcast page in the comments. Keep it semi clean, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Thank you, DD, as always. Um, guys, this has been episode eighty-five. It is the last episode of this current yeah. style. It's the last of us. The Last of Us. Uh, we will be adjusting next week, and you will see a new show on Tuesday and a show on Thursday. So we'll be splitting the show once again. Tuesday will be the current games, current news. Thursdays will be all about retro. So tune in, guys, and we really hope you enjoy both the shows, and we look forward to an amazing 2016. Uh, Happy New Year to all of you. Have a great time. Be safe, and we will see you next week. You can find us Every Tuesday and Thursday on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and Overcast. Thanks for everything. Thanks for an amazing 2015. And, uh, guys, we'll see you next week. As always, game Game on. on. JF got beat.